just made me realise that I can't do prison, man. If I went to prison <laughs> and I was in solitary confinement, I think I would just... I hope face was just cuddles. Yeah. I cuddled a lot of men at one time. But it's a mentality. Like, I was a fuckboy and I'm willing to admit it. Have you fucked your whole past <laughs> is the question she's trying to ask. Where do men draw the line? Like, got the break fast in 12 year old but sometimes I put like an emoji next to it to kind of hint at what kind of sex oh it was. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, but seriously? Welcome back to Okay But Seriously podcast with Emily and Stephanie. Yes, hello everyone. How are we all? We're doing great. You good? Oh yeah, look, great, yep. You do it. Worlds back up and running. No, it is fantastic. It's Spe- it's nice to have everything back. Speaking of worlds back up and running, today we're going to be talking about lockdown. What the hell happened to the world? I don't know. It's a touchy subject. I still get night terrors, but uh- <laughs> you still get night terrors. <laughs> um, quick question though, before we start, yes. because we have a guest today, but we're yes. going to keep her quiet for a minute. Um, is there anything you want to get off your chest this week? Like, is there anything you're pissed about? Anything? Oh. Oh, no, actually, no, I don't think so. Um, Nothing to do with my country. And we said we're not going to talk about politics. Oh, we already discussed we're not talking about politics, all right? We're going to brush straight over that then. Oh, actually, I'm pretty angry at Victoria, now that I think about it. Yes. Again, we're on that lockdown topic, so we're definitely going to bring up Victoria later. Wonderful. Um, We're up top, we'll just say, we're Gold Coast based. We're in Queensland. We know Mm -hmm. our situation is slightly different and slightly better than the rest of the world. Um, But it's the first week that we've really been kind of semi back to normal. And it's been amazing. Um, For anyone that doesn't know, we are bartenders. So we have people coming back up to the bar and socialising and I've been socially deprived for three months. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to be gaining attention again. Having attention because I think every every bartender is a secret narcissist and that's why we do it. But um, the thing we did realise last night, we were talking about this last night at work, was there's so much extra pressure on us now. Because before we were just like, drinks would go through and we'd make them and we'd send them out to the mm-hmm. tables. Now we're taking food orders and we're taking drinks and we're like, it's our first day, leave us alone. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I don't even know how to put a sentence together. Yeah. It's been too long since I've like, socialised. The first night I'm pretty sure we were like, um, I don't know how to talk to people. Beer. That's, <laughs> beer. Yeah. They're like, can I get a beer? And I'm like, <laughs> that'll be money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Trade beer, money, do buttering thing. Yeah. All righty. Let's. Let's hop to it, though. So we yes. don't need to waste too much time because mm-hmm. we've got a guest today. Brooke. Hello. Welcome. She is here. Um, Brooke and I don't go way back, but we go pretty far back. It feels like a lifetime now. It feels like a hmm. long time. So I guess I'll let you tell everybody how we know each other. How we know each other. Okay. So Emily and I met at university. It mm-hmm. was technically our final year, I guess. We started as sports journalists. Yes, we did. For Queensland Rugby League, which is kind of funny because anyone who knows me before I met Emily, I had many different hair colours before then, so I was a different person, right? And I knew nothing about sport. And so we kind of bonded over me not knowing anything and her knowing a lot about rugby league. And here we are today. We've been best friends ever since. Yeah, we're doing all right. We've, well, in... uh, a upcoming episode we'll talk about my whole past with a particular football player and you're slightly responsible for that little discussion um, <laughs> and making it official because I, we decided all of us had to have whole passes that were football players because you had a little crush on one. Oh, oh. 
<laughs> there we won't it is. go into detail, but she interviewed a player and she um I've never seen this woman not be able to string a sentence together. <laughs> but that day she she struggled. That was the first time we ever worked together. That was the first time we ever worked together and she was bright red the whole day and had absolutely no words coming now out. Now I'm red again. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> we won't name him because yeah, let's just not No. <laughs> <laughs> let's just not go there. Um a little bit more about you. So how old are you? What do you do with yourself? Just mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about you. <sighs> okay. So I'm 22. I graduated university and now I'm trying to find my purpose in life. <laughs> As we all are. That's <laughs> funny. We all are. Graduate and then you find your purpose. Yeah. It's all a right. backward system. All right, Miss Lawyer that has it like plaqued on her wall but does nothing with her law, law degree. <sighs> Don't even get me started, man. <laughs> Let me get me started. I'm here doing a podcast. Exactly. Yeah. I totally get that. I mm. totally do. So, yeah, at the moment I'm still in, what is it, isolation, I guess, until Monday. Mm-hmm. So I work at the casino as a games dealer. It's not my dream job. I once wanted to be an actress, so I even have this, like, acting degree that is also barely getting used. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're right there with you, aren't we? We are. You know what? I dropped out of my acting degree just a few days ago, yeah. so here we are. Love mm-hmm. that for you. I Love it. Yeah. I kind of wish I'd done the same thing because now I just have the biggest debt I can think of. <laughs> yeah. So we're all, we've all got degrees and acting careers that never happened. Unfortunately, No, I'm yeah. still working on it. Leave me alone. All right. Well, I have time. Watch this space with Steph. She might be comfortable. I have time. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Love your energy. <laughs> she was shitting rainbows last week. Don't worry. You're fine. She's the queen of positivity. Toxic positivity mm-hmm. to the point. Mm-hmm. It's a whole It's a whole thing. It, I'll explain it to you later. <laughs> cool. Positivity all the way. Um, so you've, we obviously did the same thing at university. So we did the – were you creative industries or were you entertainment? I was entertainment yeah. industries. So Bachelor of Entertainment Industries. I majored in film and TV. You – I started my major in film and TV. Then I went into communication and then I, f- I ended up doing two majors in film and TV and journalism. <laughs> yeah, so we kind of did a weird degree that, like, mm-hmm. on paper doesn't make any sense. Hybrid degree. And it doesn't yep. exist anymore. And it doesn't exist anymore. And during the process of our degree, it changed names three times. Um, so fuck knows what we actually have a degree in. Wonderful, um, wonderful. Isn't that interesting? Like, high school, one second you have to ask who's the bathroom. And yeah. then they're asking you to decide your entire future. Your entire future 20 minutes later and yeah. based on a number that they give you based on everyone else's – It's that's a whole topic in itself, mm. the whole OP mm-hmm. system. I'm going to have a mental breakdown over that thought later. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Guys, <laughs> it's time to overthrow the government. I was going to say, you've just triggered her. I think we broke her. <laughs> we went, what, 10 minutes in and we've broken her already. Um, so with your degree, you graduated the middle of last year? Yep. Yeah, so the middle of 2019 – you were going to do a master's journalism was the other idea, wasn't it? Yeah, I was planning on doing a master's in journalism. Mm-hmm. I was going to go move to Melbourne and do that. We'll talk more about Melbourne in a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that kind of didn't – it's under, It's deferred. There we yeah. go. It's deferred for a little while. Still trying to work out if it's worth me getting another hex debt. Because mm-hmm. um, I was very focused on travelling. Yeah. And – can't do that right now either. <laughs> so the degree, the master's is on hold, but it was, the goal was to become a sports journalist. Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of pivoted from that rugby league, didn't you? It went, it was rugby league. If I got a rugby league opportunity, there's no way I would say no. Yeah. But motorsport is where my heart lies. Mm. <laughs> Don't even get her started on the no. drivers and stuff. <laughs> Don't even start her. Um, 
I don't know. Is there anything else we need? Boy drama. Got any going at the moment? I am so focused on myself and I might be the most selfish person that I've been avoiding boys purely because I don't want to, I don't want to say waste my energy, but I don't want to put my energy into them right now. Oh, don't you worry. I mean, not that you really could with the whole lockdown thing. You haven't really been able to have fuck boys over. It's not been a thing. Yeah, but we're back to normal now. Well, yeah. We're allowed to now. Mm. We're allowed to. Do stuff. As yeah. long as they're not from Victoria. <laughs> as long as yes. they're not from Victoria. Yes. But arguably they can't get in. So. That's true. But in saying that, I'll I find think a we way. should just cancel boys from Victoria in general. <laughs> we should. <laughs> <laughs> just like let coronavirus run free and let the best immune system I was win. Say, what did we say? It was um, natural selection. Yeah, it's 100% natural selection. Natural selection. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, since there's no boy drama, because we've already discussed that she's the resident relationship advice and I'm the resident podcast whore. Podcast um, so whore. since mm-hmm. you've got nothing to detract from my podcast sorry, whoriness. I'm so lame. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for throwing me a bone there. Let's get into it, shall we? Yes. So Far away. We're going to talk about lockdown. Oh, okay. Yeah. You scared? It was a toughie. It was three months of... Yeah. It was a long yeah. time. Mm-hmm. And I've but got- it feels like forever ago. Does that not... Re- like, it feels like a blip, although... At the time, it was horrible. Yeah, and well, we prolonged. had this conversation literally like two days ago where mm-hmm. we were like, lockdown happened and somehow we've still come out of it in exactly the same situation that we went in sleep yeah. deprived and kind of low key sad, lo- losing, our, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> losing our minds. But that's, that's the worst thing. I said to myself during lockdown, I'm like, the last thing I want is to get out on the other side of this, the same person. I was going to mm. use that time. I was going to meditate. I was going to focus on my own personal projects. I was going to become a better version of me. And all I am is me with a different job. That's it. With like three months worth of lack of work debt to go behind. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's like, that was my biggest fear is I was going to, we were going to be the same people and society was going to go back to normal, but we missed the opportunity to make it so much better. But hey, we're here. We got the new job and you met me and now we're doing a podcast. Uh, Yes, yes, yes. But that would have already happened and I'm not any more educated for it or I'm not a different person. She didn't learn to meditate, guys. That's what she's really upset about. Aww. I am. I am. I was really good for a little while and then I just kind of got lazy. I was going on runs and stuff and now I just have less muscle mass and more And now weight. you're sore because you went to the gym yesterday so it's actually really funny to try and watch her walk today. Can't even stand, man. <laughs> um, lockdown for you. You're yes. a big personality as well. Like oh. Steph and I are big personalities. You also... I wouldn't – you're slightly more introverted than me, but I wouldn't say – I wouldn't say I'm introverted. I'm going through probably the biggest – hang on, I'm not even 25. I'm having a quarter-life crisis, mm-hmm. and I think that's put a lot of things into perspective for me. Like, I hadn't set any goals when we went into lockdown. I was like, no, bro, it's fine. I'm going back to work in two weeks. Like, mm-hmm. who cares? And then two weeks turned into a month and then a month turned into two months. But to me, it literally, like, all moulded into one day. It was like Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So I can't even remember what your question was. Do you remember – no, it's fine. We can re- – we're just – I don't even remember what my question was either. <laughs> um, do you remember what date it was that you stopped working? Like how long exactly were you in lockdown? I remember. It was the day after my sister's birthday. Yeah. 20, 22nd of March mm. I got the call that I wasn't going back to work on the 23rd. Yeah. So I can't believe that's been March. Uh, yeah, just, that's a long time ago. That blows my mind. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. a like, – Four months. Yep. 
And you still haven't gone back. You don't go, go back, back till on, Monday. Yeah, on Monday. On the, what is that, the 13th? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've been back for, what, a month? Yeah, a month. Yeah, so we've been back at work for a month. So you've got a month on us in lockdown as well. Yeah. And we didn't cope very no, well. No, not at all. I was actually in Adelaide when everything shut down. I was in Adelaide. I had a flight booked for a couple of days later. Uh, and then the world shut down. It was the day after the gym shut down. Um, so my flight got cancelled. I didn't even know. It, unless I tried to book in online, no one actually told me that my flight had been cancelled. Jesus. I then booked another flight. That got cancelled two hours beforehand. Booked another one. At this point, I was not getting back to the Queensland. I had to book three different flights and my partner had to go to the airport here in the Gold Coast and ask them which fucking flight they were not cancelling because they were still online and everything. And they yeah. were just booking left, right and cancelling left, right and centre. Did you ever consider staying in South Australia with your family? Fuck no. <laughs> I got two young, youngest siblings. I could not do three months indoors with them. Absolutely not. No, I agree with no. you there. I could not. Well, We're talking about mental health here, like fuck. Yeah. No. On that on that topic, you still live with your family. So how did you find that dynamic change when your whole family was stuck in the same place? I guess for me, I'm very fortunate in that I have an amazing relationship with my sister. She's a pain in the ass, but she is my best friend. So it was like we got used to it pretty quickly because yeah. I guess – when I was at university and she was only like still in high school, we were still in each other's back pockets a lot. Um, I felt bad for my dad because my dad, he works. And because we were there every day, like he would get up to go to work and we'd be there in the morning and he'd come home and we'd still be there. And he was like, oh my God, just leave. Cool. Alone time. And yes. he's the only man in that house as well. So like Even our dog. Estrogen would have been floating. Even our dog, who is a male dog, does not behave like one. So I feel really bad for poor Brian. Oh, Brian. <laughs> but he was still working, hey? He, he was. He still had his outlet. Yeah, but it was still, it was still tough. And I think... It hit for him when they cancelled boating because he's a big mm-hmm. he's a big boater. And so he when he couldn't take the boat out, he's like, I have no escape from you now. Yeah. Like, this is real. <laughs> you mentioned you and Nina are really close. How was the age gap? There's three years between us. Three, yeah. So we weren't always close. Like I like to think when we were growing up, we had a professional sibling relationship and then she was my sibling. <laughs> like you. we got along, we never like hated each other. Mm-hmm. But I never, like, I'd never go out of my way to hang out with her. And she was the same with <laughs> I guess me. I'm kind of like that with my siblings now that you mention it. Like, you kind of go to the lengths that you sort of have to. Mm. and then, But you're not, like, that Hollywood drama close with your siblings. Where, like, ride or die kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're different now. Like, we're much more close now. But still, like, it's still a sibling thing. Like, yeah. you know. But she's cool. So, it wasn't so bad. But I guess, I think what... What made it hard for me was I was alone with my own thoughts for mm-hmm. a lot of it. Like, you know, you'd get up every day and I got into some really bad habits that I am still trying to kick um, where I would wake up really late and it would just be the same thing every day. And because you're alone, you just – I just – it ruined me almost. This was, It was like a real mental yeah. mental challenge. It just made me realise that I can't do prison, man. If I went to prison <laughs> – and I was in solitary confinement. I think I would just die. So you start like writing on the walls and stuff, but in a language that you don't understand. Yeah. yeah. I love how committing a felony is out. And that's how, like, that's no. what we came to at the end of lockdown. She's like, no, nah, can't commit a crime because can't do solitary confinement. No. See, I, I had some really weird days. Like 
there'll be some days where I, I'm making banana bread and I'm meditating and I'm up at 6 a.m. on the beach. Everyone made banana bread. Exactly, right? <laughs> I, I was a trend person and I'm watching Netflix and I'm stretching and living my best life. And then there are other days that I would get up at 10 a.m. and go, you know what? I need a tequila. And I would spend the entire day drinking and then crying because I didn't know what was going on with the world. And I felt so disconnected from everything. Existential crisis kind of thing. Mm, yeah. yeah. There was no in-between. It was A or B. And unfortunately, they were back-to-back frequently. Yeah. It would be like by day. You'd have like one day where you were really good. And then, yeah, yeah, I was similar. Mm-hmm. Like I, I probably didn't get affected as bad because my – I live on the same property as my uncle and auntie and my auntie had a baby in the very first week of lockdown. So we were wound up in the baby bubble and I was buying groceries for two houses. But once she was allowed out of the house and the world had kind of gone back to normal and she was like, didn't know what was going on. That was what dawned on me that I was like, you've missed this whole thing. Like Mm. this was so much different and so much worse than it is now. Like the little thing of she went, in the exit it came on the lady yelled at her but she had no idea because she'd not actually left the house because she was in the baby bubble and that made me realize how much the world had actually changed and the little things like that of like day-to-day being able to just go out and like rock into Kmart because you felt like it Mm -hmm. and now there's nothing in Kmart so there's no fucking point but but it's right everyone has toilet paper again so it's fine yes we can all (laughs) shit again without worrying of like what's the next thing we're going to have to wipe with. Yeah. But, yeah, it was very, very weird. But on that topic of existential crisis, do we want to go there? We can go there. Mm-hmm. I have some points if we're going to. All I'm right. prepared. You, you, you came prepared with your mm-hmm. existential crisis. Okay, yeah. talk us through, I guess, what it what it looked like for you as far as like that crisis that was caused by coronavirus. Well, What Steph said earlier about how she didn't want to be the same person she went into lockdown in, I guess I was subconsciously thinking that the whole time, but she just put it into words then. And I was like, oh my God, like, I get that. I mean, connected. Yeah. You guys are best friends already. I'm out. See you guys. I'm out. (laughs) May as well leave. (laughs) So for me, I guess. I before I even went into lockdown, I was going through a big like a really weird period of my life anyway because I was working in a job that I don't rate. I don't hate it. I don't love it. It's not what I want to do long term. Just obsessed with it, yeah. No, it's not what I want to do long term. So I – there were – and I was so busy all the time. I was working four different jobs. I still had internships. I was all over the place. Like I would get up at 5 a.m. and I wouldn't come home until 10 p.m. that night. My parents like did not see me at all. And it all just stopped. And for that all to be taken away from me, like I'm such an ambitious and career-driven person. And I was like, I lost my career, which I've always said was the most important thing to me. And at first I was like, this sucks. Like I might as well just go drive my car off a bridge. Like I am so mad. And then I kind of realised there's so much more to life than making your career your identity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where a big part of where I've gone wrong is I've been so hell-bent on the future and setting myself up for the future that I wasn't focused on the present and I definitely know I was taking a lot of things for granted but I guess yeah when I was in lockdown I I did a lot of online shopping and I was stalking a lot of like Instagram people and I was like you know what there's more to life than just as I said my career But I've become such a hippie. Like I, over the course of lockdown, I did a lot of reading on sustainability. So I 
went and like threw out well, – I didn't throw out, but I stopped buying – Reu- not reusable, but like disposable razors. Like I'm yeah. really careful about my hair products now, even like my food. I just became like this totally, I don't want to say eco-warrior because I'm not a vegan yet, but it's going to. So are you growing it. your own weed plants yet? Is I this- thought about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought about it. Even my parents said, you know, it could be a good side gig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a good side gig. 100% hustle, you know? would be in, a good up, side gig. Up in Wynnum, you know, you never know what could happen. Up Rural, unemployed, man, do anything. Do yeah. anything yeah. for, yeah. do anything for, well, I mean- You've got supplies on hand. Would you really need money? Mm, I mean, moving on. (laughs) Um, Yeah, hippie. You were already kind of that way though. Like we went to Melbourne together. Again, we'll speak of Melbourne later. But we went to Melbourne at the start of the year and it became abundantly clear when we were there that I am a Gold Coast girl and you are not. Um, (laughs) As you dragged me into every op shop in the Southern Hemisphere and I went, ugh. Every yeah. time. Not, be, not for any other reason other than just it does, doesn't – I don't see things in the same light that you do. And I wish I did. I wish I could have the same appreciation for – what's the what's the politically correct term for – For thrift stores. Yeah. Yeah, cool. <laughs> You're not going to offend me. It's yeah. really hard to do that. Uh, <laughs> you were already kind of that way. So do you think there was – was it just a matter of you didn't have time to do your research before? I think – No, I reckon this was always going to happen. I just think that, yeah, maybe it was because I didn't have time to do my research. I mean, I was working flat out, bro. And so, I yeah, as I said, I realised it wasn't like what I was doing. I was like, do I even love what I'm doing? Like, is working all of this shit (laughs) like really where I want to be? Yeah. So, and then, yeah, being able to be at home, and I guess being at home as well, I saw a lot of the the waste that people consume in like households. And I was like, this is so not cool. So I guess for me, the thing is, yeah, I am very, I am very much a bohemian kind of person. Yeah. I've, I've grown up with that though. Like I grew up worshipping Debbie Harry, Stevie Nicks and Cher. And I think that really shows in how I dress. <laughs> so yeah, it came down to research. But what Steph said earlier was, because she didn't want to go come out of ISO the same person she went in. I think for me, I'm coming out a different person and that's why I'm not so content with going back to the life I had. Yeah. Because I've changed so much in those three to four months that I was in ISO, uh, lockdown, whatever. <laughs> whatever like, we're calling it. Whatever. I've changed so much. I'm like, you know, I'm going to go back to this life that I had and I'm like, that's not me anymore. Mm. So mm. now I'm at this point where I'm like, I don't know what I want to do at the moment because who I've become is so far away from who I was and I'm just not ready to go back to that. So in a way, would you say the existential crisis is like sitting well with you now because you're like happier with the person you are? I'm happier with the person I am but I hate the life I have at the moment. Like, because you have the life that you just had before because the world's just picked back up where yeah. it left off kind of thing. Yeah. Like I realised before how totally unhappy I was. Mm-hmm. I was stressed to hell. I'm still stressed to hell because I'm like, oh, there's so much I still can't do and I don't know what I want to do with my life, but I'm so much more content than I was and it's like, oh, man, like I'm going to go back to work on Monday and I'm going to be like, Holy crap, I hate it here. (laughs) See, I I had an interesting thought in ISO as well. And I think the reason why a lot of us were so upset is us as humans love distraction. Mm. We love doing things to distract us emotionally from other things. And when life 
paused and we didn't have any distractions, it gave us a time to really go and figure out what we didn't like about our lives. Mm. I think that actually really upset a lot of people because when you take all the distraction away, everyone kind of sat back and went, I don't actually want to be here. Oh, fuck. I don't, what I'm doing this. this. Yeah, Yeah. I don't, I don't like this anymore. I think that had a really massive impact on a lot of people. And unfortunately, when things go back to normal, I feel like a lot of people are going to fall back into it. But that was the big thing with our, with our job that we got because we got, we started working together because it was a new venue that opened. And again, if any of our bosses listened to this, I'm sorry, but I literally applied for the job because I was like, fuck it, I'm bored. Like, Mm. we'll just see what happens. And, I didn't know when I got the job, I didn't know whether I was going to go back to my old job. I didn't know what I was going to do. And it was literally up until the day that I had to make the decision because my old job wanted me back that Mm -hmm. I had no idea. And it was that kind of like, I came out of it and I was like, I thought I liked the job I was in. I thought I enjoyed like, because it was kind of like that party vibe, like a casino as well. So, um, but yeah, I was like, I thought I was enjoying that like party lifestyle because I'd be out until 4 a.m. Like I'd be working until mm. 4, 5 a.m. Friday, Saturday night with the DJs and stuff. And then I slowed down and I got some sleep and we went back and started this new job. And then I was like, my gut reaction when that roster came through for the other job was like, uh-uh, I don't want to no, do this. Like, do my it. gut reaction was like, I would actually rather like set myself on fire or whatever you said before. Set myself on yeah, fire. Yeah. Like, what am I saying? <laughs> it was it was a reaction was bad and I knew in that moment that it was like I need to make the decision for the new job but then it kind of came back to that whole like if the world had never sh- shut down, how unhappy would I have let myself get before I figured out I was unhappy? Right, but you don't notice it. and that's, You don't notice it because you're so busy. That's how people – get caught up in their entire lives and they get to 60 years old and they stop work and they go, wow, I was not happy for a single day the last 40 years. I was too busy working. Yeah, exactly. And like this podcast is a prime example. Like Mm -hmm. you, first of all, first of all, you and I didn't know each other. Yep. And even Brooke, I've been talking to you about podcasts for how long? (laughs) Literally since we met. Yeah. (laughs) She said, I was like, I'm going to start a podcast. And she's like, you better fucking do it this time because you've been talking about this for the last two years. But it was that being, having time to sit with myself and having time to be like, no, I actually want to do this. This is something that I'm actually passionate about. I actually want to do. And then the world gave me you. Mm. And it was just like, shit, what would have happened if you were still at your old job? I was still at my old job. We, We wouldn't be here right now. Well, I'd always wanted to start a podcast as well, but I lacked the confidence. So I think uh, I came to a point where I'm like, if I go and do this with her, we can go down together <laughs> or we can make this really good, right? It's like... It's the Titanic. We're if just going to sink together. If I fail, we'll fail together. It's not all on me this time. That's just... That's what this is. <laughs> but can, like, can you imagine if we say the world didn't shut down, like all three of us are in the snow, say the world didn't shut down and we just kept living our lives... You say that you've come out the same person mm. because you didn't learn to meditate and whatever. <laughs> there was more to but, it, but okay. Yeah, I know. But like the little things like you, Brooke, you've made the major realisations that you don't necessarily like your life and we changed some big things as well and started mm-hmm. a podcast and met each other. So is it necessarily a bad thing that we had these existential crises or are they a good thing in the end? I don't Part of me kind of wishes that they'd been more impactful. I mean, obviously a lot has, good has come from it, but I feel like I wasn't quite depressed enough. <laughs> to, don't get me wrong, had my really bad days, but I feel like right. I wasn't... Positivity fairy dust lady. See, smile. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I feel like I wasn't quite upset enough to make really impactful changes and I'm working on it. 
I'm going to lower myself down to bring myself back up again. Oh, dear. <laughs> what, what about you? What do you reckon? I, look, I have been through some really, really dark days during lockdown. Like, it's been bad. And I still think at this current stage, I'm still nowhere near where I want to be. Yeah. But I look at it as, I don't know, I've been, I grew up as like a really crazy kid. Mm. And my mum was always like, you know, everything happens for a reason. You're going to get where you want to be in the end. And my dad always said the same thing. And so I think as much as this, these breakdowns that I've been having throughout isolation have sucked, like in the end, it's going to happen for a purpose. And I'm going to look back on like a year from now and be like, yeah, you know, I needed that breakdown to kick myself into gear. Yeah. And so. to a degree now that like, it's like that self-awareness thing as well. Mm-hmm. Like now that we know that we needed to have these existential crises, mm-hmm. we can continue to have them in our busy lifestyles and continue to figure out what we actually want mm-hmm. because we got that kickstart, I think, is a big thing as well. I actually think, um, I think it's Bill Gates that one week a year or 10 days a year, he goes off and has a like a quiet week mm. where no phone, no technology, he'll just fuck off somewhere and just be completely by himself for a short period of time and has no access to the outside world. And I think that is actually really therapeutic for people. I would like to do something like that. Just go and get away from everything with no obligation or responsibility, yeah. kind of like ISO and have an entire week to have a real Without good thing. Without the pandemic though. Yes, yeah. minus <laughs> millions of deaths. Yeah. Um, to be able to sit back and go, okay, what is my life and what do I want to change? And that's obviously something we're not skating over here. Like obviously lots of people have lost their lives mm. and been affected in ways that we haven't. Mm. And we've been really lucky that this is the worst thing that's happened to us. So that's probably a ma- massive point to make is we've been in one of the more privileged parts of the world. <coughs> Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> not even Victoria, but like in the States and stuff. Like it's yeah. so much worse in the rest of the yeah. world than it is here. And like, well, we were looking it up before. We have two active cases currently in Queensland, mm-hmm. whereas I think we said Victoria has a, almost 300. They're yeah. having another spike. And in the States, it's like massive, they're massive getting 10,000 new numbers. cases a day. Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. they're in like – Their deaths are six figures and we, yeah. we're not like that here. So that's a point to make as well as – we're talking about that this kind of lightheartedly because it's the worst we've had and I don't think we can talk to the other bad stuff because we haven't experienced mm. it. This is just the mediocre, I spent three months on my own yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, we've, we've just got the like, uh, so we had to listen to our brains a little bit. Turns out it didn't like relative. <laughs> yeah, All yeah problems exactly. Are relative. All problems are relative and like, you know, it's not to say that you know, daily existential crises are not bad. It's just to not ignore the fact that we've probably had it easy as well. 100%. Yeah. Shall we go down the Victoria route? Sure thing. Do you want to talk <sighs> about – we'll talk about for a little bit, like the current state of lockdown and how we feel about it. So well, last weekend the bar was allowed to go back to bar service mm-hmm. yep. in Queensland. Come up, yep. The borders got reopened to everyone but Victoria. Yeah. Um, you and go back to the casino on Monday, so casino gaming floors are reopened. Obviously hospitality and casino is something we can talk to a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's Victoria who I think yesterday actually went back into stage three. I think they went they've back gone into lockdown. Yeah, backwards. Was stage three or stage – I don't know. But don't they've, know. they've gone backwards anyway. They've yeah. had a massive spike. But what – I am interested in, and I have thoughts, opinions and feelings mm-hmm. about this and I'm interested to get your both of your opinions on this is do you think in Queensland, 
again, talking specifically to what we can talk about, do you think that we're potentially being too precautious still? Like, obviously, mm. yes. I don't think so. I think given we still have active cases, if it was somewhere like, like New Zealand who had nothing, they had locked, they fucked it up now, but for a couple of weeks there, they had no active cases, no nothing, their borders were shut, they were coronavirus-free up until someone came from overseas and ruined it for them. Yeah. Um, I think if we were to take the same path, we'd be better off for it. Um, in terms of like caution, I, I'm I'm not necessarily worried that we're being too lenient, but I think it could use an extra couple of weeks. I don't so know. So you're you're on the in the camp of you think that we should stay stay semi locked down for longer. I think what we are now is fantastic, but considering we still have active cases, yeah. um, I don't think we should go any further than that. I completely agree. For like, I know you wanted someone to disagree. No, no, no. I'm gonna play devil's advocate, so you guys go for it. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna play this, play this. I just think, yeah, we're trying to word this nicely. (laughs) I mean, what happened in Victoria? That that was a major fuck up. Yeah. Mm And they were even they had flights from Sydney that were screen that did not screen any people from yep, Melbourne. Saw that. Yeah. Yep. So you know it could it could happen. Like it really could come back. The fact that there's been this resurgence in our own country, and people can still get into the state on compassionate grounds. Yeah. Or for other reasons, and I'm not saying they are going to spread it, but they could. Mm. So while I think. I don't think we should take it any further than this, these restrictions for at least a little bit longer. Yeah. Like maybe like another month or so. Because mm. I mean, months have been going we're, pretty quickly. We're pretty free right now. We don't need anything else. The only I thing know. we're missing out on is like clubs and clubs, raves yeah. and stuff. And in fairness, like get over it. <laughs> and well, that's a question I was going to ask you, Brooke. So you went to Port Macquarie to visit family um, yeah. recently because of stuff happening. Um, I pulled a Bill Gates. um i can we just come out with it that random deaths in your family is just a thing that happens as well like recently it's been a bit it's been a bit of a at an all-time high i didn't go to paul mccoy for a death though no but it was kind of around that same time that it was all happening and you just needed an escape um yeah but the reason i bring this up is you crossed the border twice Mm -hmm. was it hard you know going into new south wales it was a piece of cake you wouldn't know yeah and before anyone gets angry at me, yes, I did. I did do my quarantining when I came back. And yes, I had my border pass. Getting the border pass was ridiculously easy. Maybe it's because I'm a Queensland resident. Mm-hmm. So I could I could get it and it took me like two seconds. Coming back into Queensland, this this is where it could get a little bit controversial, right? Coming back into Queensland, I was when you get to the border, there's this big line of cars. And you think they're going to pull you over individually and ask, like, review your border pass and be like, why were you in New South Wales? Like, why are you coming back? Do you promise to do the quarantine and all this sort of stuff? And there wasn't. That's the no. thing. And that's ridiculous. I, oh, that's, that where I was go- that's where I'm going with this. So basically that's why I asked. Because my point being is you and I could go on a road trip to Victoria right now, come in contact with all of the 300 active cases if we wanted to come back into Queensland and because we're Queensland residents, would anything actually happen? Yeah, see, that was 
that was the thing, right? Like when you get up to the border, I had to display my pass and there were other like New South Wales registered cars around me, Queensland cars. They had their border pass. I applied for my border pass. It's valid for seven days and I applied for it the day, like the day before I was going to leave or whatever. So it was fine. But they didn't pull me over. Everyone just like bottlenecks until you take off into one lane you go through like you drive past the tents and that's it. They don't pull you. They over. don't ask any questions. They don't ask where you've been. No. Nothing like that. And I mean, there's nothing. It doesn't even have my registration on the car. They didn't ask for my ID. And so, technically, I could give my border pass to my best friend who lives in Melbourne. Like I could give it to him and be like, "Here, have this. You can come back into the state." They're not going to pull him over. That, they wouldn't know. That's what I mean. So like we've locked. This is where I'm going to come in with devil's advocate. Is we're in this semi-state of lockdown, but are we? Mm. Are we actually, like, if a Victorian wanted to come into Queensland right now, would they have any trouble? Well, it's the same with South Australia. So uh, two, three weeks ago, my mom's partner in South Australia drove to Melbourne mm. and then drove back. Yeah. Just like that, no pass, exactly. no and, nothing. And obviously, like, there's issues with all of the – well, they've locked the borders to try and control it within state governments and all that kind of stuff. But Victoria is the, the big issue because that's where all the cases are. Yeah. But as – well, currently, that's where the pike is, spike is and that's why we're talking about Victoria specifically. But I just don't understand – like because of the way this country operates, I don't know if we can. We've, we've kind of taken that half hard line but we haven't committed to it. So I don't think like – as far as the borders are concerned, it seems pointless. See, what I think we should have done, I'm no politician and, of course, it sounds easier than it is. Yeah. But I think ScoMo's done great things for this country. We, we are, we've done pretty well, done a lot better than a lot of other countries. But had he shut everything down the second he knew it was bad, we could be zero cases in the country and have nothing and we could just lock our borders to anyone else and we would be good to go. Okay, and then I'm going to play devil's advocate again. Mm. So the case, obviously the cases are like pretty bad and well, they were pretty bad. They're now currently manageable, mm-hmm. arguably. Um, coronavirus is just another strain of the flu, right? As, theoretically speaking. Yes. So now that it's manageable, why is everything still locked down if it's manageable? If hospitals are saying we can manage this... We don't, we don't react quite so much to the flu coming through every season and we don't mandate that. So well, playing devil's advocate, again, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm playing this card so no one come for me, but mm-hmm. why are we reacting so much for something that is essentially just another version of things we already have? Well, we, we have flattened the curve, but the problem is, is if you then release it again and a whole bunch of people get sick and there's not enough ventilators, like most people do survive, but the problem is yeah. if they need hospital care, they need to be able to get it. Or if someone who has a heart attack needs hospital care, there needs to be a hospital yep. bed available, except all these people are in there because they have a slightly more dangerous strain of the flu. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. So it's more about making sure we don't let another thing run rampant when we've already got so many other things we can't control because we can sort of control this a little bit. Exactly. More. Versus and then you have, I can't remember their name, but you've got experts that suggest herd immunity is the only way we're going to beat it. Yeah. You need to just let it do its thing, let people die, but the only way that we're going to beat this strain, the second strain, the third wave is herd immunity and just get the whole so that like everyone selection thing again of just yeah. like making building the antibodies rather than having a vaccine. Exactly. Yeah. I don't no, I'm not in I'm not medically trained, so I'm like Well, none of us are. We're just ballparking. Like, should here. I even I just read a lot. 
<laughs> she, she's the resident nerd and I'm the resident just like trashy TV. I can see both sides to the argument. Like I can see why, why you are playing devil's advocate. I don't, I mean, I don't know with the herd immunity, I'm not against it, mm. but at the same time, like, what happens if it's your family that passes exactly. away? Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's another thing as well. So then there's another argument for, you know, it obviously affects elderly people more than it does young people. And a lot of the time, again, this is just coming, not a medically trained person, this is coming from research, but a lot of the time they're not dying from coronavirus, they're dying from a weakened immune system and a pre-existing yep. condition. So then there's the argument for... Should people who are going, like people with autoimmune diseases and elderly people, people who are going to be more affected by it, should they just quarantine and the rest mm. of us should be able to just run around? But then my grandmother actually brought up a good point of she just said, she's like, I didn't want to hug you when I saw you because I didn't want you to feel guilty if you gave it to me. Yeah. And yeah. then that's the argument as well. It's Should we all just, like mental health-wise – as far as like feeling guilty for giving it to family members and loved ones and all that kind of stuff, should we all just stay away? Down? Yeah, it's it's yeah. the people that know they're susceptible, just stay away from the rest of the world. And yeah. then you kind of let the herd immunity thing happen, like kind of like the bubonic plague yeah. way back when. Yes, it wiped out half of Europe. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, a lot just of casually. people died. But there was no vaccine and the reason that Europe is still there is because eventually they grew immune to it and uh, in a herd immunity yeah. kind of thing. Again, lots of people died. Do, but do not- you think it's just like now there's like more information and we know what's going on in the world and stuff and people are slightly more, again, we weren't there so we don't know, but people give more shits about individual lives. Like back in the day it was like there was lots of wars and stuff like that and it was that was more of the, again, social conditioning of how things were and now people are pro everything. They're pro-life, pro this, like – like it comes down to like lives mattering more whereas people used to sacrifice their lives for other things. See, I don't think people care more now. Um, I think people back then had a smaller world. Yes. You know, people didn't travel. There wasn't social media. Like your world, your immediate surroundings was your entire world. Yeah. So you only cared about your entire world. Now we are so aware of everything else that's going on all the time that you you have to care more. Because your world is just so much bigger. Yeah. I guess as well, if you're going off of the whole what happened with the bubonic plague, Mm. back then we had a massive class system. Mm -hmm. And so if you, like, most of the victims of the bubonic plague were, I can't remember what they're called, but they were like the bottom tier. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is going to sound mean, but nobody gave a shit about them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's, people just stayed away from them. Social conditioning again, right there. Yeah. And I mean, I guess that's similar to what's kind of happening in, Victoria at the moment with them shutting down that the public housing and they're like they're the ones that have corona sort of thing um but yeah I guess now as a society there's still a class system particularly if you're in the UK but (laughs) But it's not the same level it's like people are more aware of minorities and more willing to stand up like we've seen that or not to not to harp on it and bring it up again, but, like, with, there's been protests and uh, the Black Lives Matter movement. Like, mm-hmm. that's all been happening as well. So people are clearly more aware of minorities and the treatment of minorities and the social system and the classes system and, you know, economic standing and access to healthcare and all of those kind of things. So maybe the awareness of those things has meant that we care more about what's happening. 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. We are all. Everyone's woke. Oh my god, we all just agreed That's, on something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is so, so riveting, riveting content. We're problem. all agreeing. This is. I'm excited for our generation to get into power because at the moment we are all woke. Quotation mark. Quotation mark. Yeah, but we've said we don't even know what woke means. No, but like you're more in tune to like everything that's happening around you and bigger issues. And yeah. again, it is is it millennials or Gen Z that are slightly under us? What's that? Gen oh, Z. Gen Z. Yeah. I think I think we're millennials. Yeah. Yeah. So Gen Someone DM us and help. tell us what hope what, what woke <laughs> means. And if you're born in '96 and '97, what generation you are? Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's. I think Gen Z is just again because it's the internet age. They're just so more aware of everything, and I'm yeah. excited for us to get into power. They're either going to have like a dancing president that knows a TikTok dance in 40 years or whatever. Or Kanye West apparently. Or Kanye West. Or they'll actually pull their shit together and we'll start making some really impactful changes. Yeah. And because it's not run by 60-year-old white men who believe that abortion should be illegal. That's a whole other topic. Let's not go there. That's you, we we're like, we're not going to touch on politics. And she's, yeah. she's dumped us to dive it already. <laughs> Um, on that topic, though, like, do we think that the media potentially has played a massive part in this as well as far as, like, making it devil's advocate, making it worse than it is? A hundred percent. Not necessarily worse than it is, but you look at the toilet paper situation. Mm, yeah. That got worse because of the media. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. If Facebook didn't exist, we'd still have toilet paper. Like, that's just... That, that's it. And then that comes back again to your bubonic plague and the Spanish flus and stuff. They didn't have any of that stuff. Mm. So they didn't know mm-hmm. all the shit that we know. And they didn't panic in quite the same way that we have. Yeah. Yeah. I guess there's just not... Back then, the Spanish flu was 100 years ago. So yep. they... You guys are way more, like, up-to-date on your... <laughs> Your pandemic. It was exactly a hundred. Exactly a yeah, hundred. I did hear that, but you've yep. been doing way more research than me on this. <laughs> I was a nerd in high school. I used to read history so books was for I. fun. I did legal studies, so that was I was a legal nerd. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess with the Spanish flu, again, there was a lot less resources. They had the media, but I'm pretty sure back in the nineteen like nineteen hundreds in. Australia. Twenty, it would be. It was nineteen nineteen. Oh, all right, uh-huh. okay. You were like a hundred years ago, so I thought I was being smart. Yeah, well, coronavirus started in November of twenty nineteen. Oh, all right, okay. Anyway, we're not gonna, out of this conversation. We're not gonna go down there. So I guess back then they really only had like one or two media sources. It all came from the newspaper and word of mouth so and delayed media as well. And delayed mm-hmm. media because yeah. it was the nineteen hundreds. Like the internet didn't exist, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you can't really. Like, they just didn't have the same, yeah, access to media like we do. I guess the media can be a good thing and it can be a bad thing and then that comes down to media bias, which I guess is a different topic again. Other, yeah, <laughs> you, two, you two are going off from political paths. Yeah. You're going to ruin me. I guess we could probably probably wrap this topic up with one, one question because mm-hmm. um, I think we've gone quite into detail about it um, and established that, Breakdowns weren't so bad. Um, so how are we all feeling now? Are we feeling better about everything? I'm I'm feeling pretty good. I, as I said, I'd like to go sit in a dark corner for a little while and think about my life and change some things, but in a good way, if that yeah. makes sense. Like I kind of want to reflect on the last three months and reflect on what I wanted to change and then move forward into changing it. Yeah, so you've still, still got that awareness there and you want to you, – actively want to change yeah my biggest fear is that things are going to go back to normal I hate the idea of it and I hate the world the idea of the world going back to normal Mm -hmm. I agree I still think I'm not happy with where I am yet so I think it's going to take a little more 
fine tuning. Give me until the end of the year and I'll be able to be like, yeah, like I nailed lockdown. Like don't even get me started. Right now I'm like, oh my God, I still don't know what I want to do, but I'm glad that I'm leaving lockdown a different person to the person I was. And I've got a bit more of an idea on my values. I became way too self-aware, mm-hmm. way too self-aware. Welcome. Um, yeah, <laughs> this place is real fuck to be. I'm b- probably one of the most self-aware people yeah. in the world. It's really unfortunate. Um, so welcome. Yeah. Welcome to the rest of your life. <laughs> that's what happened to me. But I can't I can't hate it. Like, you're, I'm just going to roll with the punches for now. Yeah. See what, like, I'm going to go back to work on Monday, see if I hate it. And mm-hmm. then, then we'll reassess where I'm going from there. And then you're going to become a super hippie who can't stand the thought of, like, multinational We're going businesses. down that route. And you, really you're going to take overthrow over, the government. Yeah, she's going to go from working for them yep. to overthrowing them. Yeah. Watch see, this space. <laughs> I reckon, I think, I would like to make uh, this pandemic the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah, I like, I like that. Like, well, again, not to... Not to remove all of the bad things that have mm-hmm. happened, but I definitely think it has been an opportunity for people mm-hmm. to reassess their lives and press the reset button and for the world as well. We've seen a lot of environmental change and stuff. So with all the bad things that have happened, there's been a little bit of good too. Yes. I don't think it's worth ignoring. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> you guys both looked at me like, what is she well, going but, but how do now? you feel? Em? I feel okay. Yeah. I Well, like I said, my big thing was I was – an extrovert in isolation. I had no one to talk about. My Instagram stories got interesting for a while. Um, basically, you could tell what state of mind I was in as to whether I was talking to a camera all day. And we but spoke to each other like three times a day. Three times every a day, day for like, like six weeks. Yeah, and we're like, like hours, we're arguing over things just for fun. <laughs> oh no, like, we would even like, I would have Emily on loudspeaker and I'd just be like going about my day. Yeah. And so would she. And we'd just be in the house. It'd and just, just be like to... verbal commentary. I'd yeah. be like, I'm making myself a sandwich. You'd just be like, oh good, like I'm making myself like a sandwich too and that would be the extent <laughs> of what we're taking my morning poo yeah, yeah. <laughs> no no it would be I'm just gonna put you on mute for a second <laughs> I told her that the other day and I think it's changed her life <laughs> I did it too don't worry you guys are um, closer now no, you've bonded bonded okay. yeah. though we didn't see each other for like a good like yeah three months we, we've yeah we've formed a new connection yeah it's, it's wild out here <laughs> um but yeah no I feel good and the like I had a lot of distractions I was really busy with uni and a, there was a newborn baby around around too so yeah for my like um, well not my immediate family but the like close family so my uncle my auntie mm-hmm. the baby and myself it was probably a blessing in disguise that we were all there um, yeah to do it so yes um I did have a little game oh yes do we want to do we want to play like a rapid fire like answer a question I don't know if you've even looked at these little I, well I'm actually looking at them right now are so you just, yeah I'm one step ahead you're one step ahead of I me look at ahead. you go have you looked yeah I think I gave you these you have you thought about the answers to these questions yes <laughs> am I gonna want to kill you but okay. Oh no no no! I saw these last night, bro. We're fine. I'm fine. No, I was more talking about whether you had the wrong answer to any of the questions. Oh, is it a? Is it like your question? Yeah. Like about you? No 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 no. I'm not gonna do that. I'm to ready you. though. I'm okay. Ready. So <laughs> I thought we could. Yeah, I thought we could do a little bit of mm-hmm. a game. So like, we're called Okay, but seriously, right? Yes. That's the name of the podcast. Yes. Just in case anyone was wondering. Um. So I thought we could do a, Okay, but seriously. A or B out of a scenario. Yes. So I'm going to give you guys – I'm going to take the lead on this one. You can mm-hmm. have another week and Wonderful. throw mad shade at me. But yep. <laughs> rapid fire answers. I'm going to go to – who am I going to go to first? You're I'm both going to answer the question, but I want it very quick. Very quick. So maybe we'll go Steph and then Brooke. 
straight away and then we shall discuss. Yep. Okay. Okay, but seriously, dogs or cats? Dogs. Dogs. Nothing to discuss. We're fine. Everyone's okay with that? All right. Okay, but seriously, breakfast or dinner? Oh, dinner. Breakfast. All right. Are we talking about like at home or going out? Both? Yeah, it can be applicable to both. So you, the, the answers don't change whether yep. you're making it for yourself or whether someone else is making yep. it for you. Yeah. Wait, so you were dinner? Yeah. Why? Don't get me wrong. I love breakfast. Breakfast yeah. is great. You, you can do a lot of different things with breakfast, but dinner. <laughs> In all honesty, just like you can have pancakes for dinner if you wanted to. You could have waffles for dinner. You could have scrambled eggs and bacon for dinner so, if you so wanted the, to. The point here is dinner is, is more, more versatile. Versatile, yeah. yes. And I could feel less guilty about eating so much at dinner. I couldn't eat the same amount of food at breakfast. But arguably the first meal of the day should be the biggest. You don't feel great after that. See, after I eat a big meal at dinner, I can then eat like second dinner, which is dessert, and then I can go to bed and second enjoy. <laughs> Were you one of those kids whose mom told you you had a second second stomach for dessert? Yes. Yeah. And I, I see it's this. It's right. No, no. <laughs> In all honesty, your stomach does actually expand once you have different flavors, especially sugars. So when you eat dessert, your stomach actually gets bigger to so accommodate for it. So if you have pancakes and then ice cream, so you have pancakes for dinner and then ice cream for dessert, you're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, fuck, I haven't thought about that. <laughs> Go on. Okay. I totally get it. I love dinner because there's so many different, there's so many options. Like you could have a sweet dinner or a savory one. Salty, who cares? But I cannot like function as a human being without breakfast I can't drink caffeine because I have so many like different heart issues and Mm -hmm. caffeine just makes me want to die so no it actually would kill you I think we we should clarify it doesn't make her want to die it would actually kill her that's so true so I can't have caffeine so I need breakfast to live Mm -hmm. and I find you know if I have a good breakfast then I can go like most of the day without needing food it makes me feel good you know it's just there's so many options like once again you could have like a sweet breakfast where you have pancakes I'm not a big pancakes fan or you could have cereal you could have toast you could even have like full-blown like eggs benny with like hash browns Full and English, shit. Yeah. I mean it's the options are just as endless <laughs> but I think we can both agree that lunch is the useless one yeah 100% <laughs> <laughs> we can all agree lunch is the useless meal 100% um, it should be breakfast snacks dinner that's yes it. Mm-hmm. I like how this turned into a debate <laughs> but I am more you're both trying to prove your argument to me I'm a snack person I'll snack just constantly instead of lunch yeah. and shit yeah. I'm a dinner person in terms of like which meal I couldn't live without but fuck brunch is good. Like it is. breakfast out, like somebody else cooking you eggs and bacon. Oh, but brunch is good because it comes with wine. <laughs> <laughs> I just learned something new about you. Don't go to brunch with Steph if you want to stay sober. All right, next. Sauce in the fridge or the cupboard? Oh, um, I used to be a cupboard person. Now it belongs in the fridge. Right. Okay. I am – this is very exact. You put it in the cupboard until you've opened it and broken the seal and yes. then it has to go in the fridge. Agreed. It has to go in the fridge. Agreed. It All even right. says it on the bottle. All right, mm-hmm. Mrs. Radelaide, is it different in colder climates? Well, the fridge is still the same temperature. No. <laughs> Obviously. I know I mean like if you're if the outside is colder, does it have to go in the fridge? No, no, and not until it's open. Yep. So once it's open, we're at 100% agreement, open source in the fridge. Yep. yep. All right, next. 
Okay, this one's going to get confusing for the brain, so let's see if we can keep up with me. Do you go sock, sock, shoe, shoe, or sock, shoe, sock, shoe? Sock, sock, shoe, shoe. Yeah? I am about to give every OCD person a heart attack. I've never in my life thought about it. I so don't, you have no idea? I don't have a system. Like, But I think about it now. What do you... What do you do? No, neither. This, what change. did you do this morning? This oh, morning. Okay, so it okay, changes. This morning I put on sock, shoe, sock, shoe. The other day I put on sock, sock, shoe, shoe. It's not – and I'll even, like, shake up which, like, foot I put on first. <laughs> it's do not, you have a foot that goes first? Left. Your left foot first. Yeah, yeah, I would be the same. My left foot would go first, and but I do – I change up as well. I was, it, And it also depends what shoes that I'm wearing. But nine times out of ten I'll be wearing socks already before I put my shoes on. Kind of like I wash my body the same way in the shower every time. So I guess it's just a thing, right? You get into a habit of washing like, yeah, I do the same limbs first. Yep. Yeah, yep. I'd agree with that. No, don't think about that either. <laughs> now, you, now you're going to think about it every time. You're yeah. going to drive yourself mental. I'm going to be like, man, I'm so inconsistent. <laughs> All right, last last one. Okay. And I think you're going to know based I already on... already know what this I is. I was going to say, you're going to know based on the, and on the question what my answer is. <sighs> um, pineapple on pizza or in the bin? It does go on pizza. I love pineapple and pizza. Not all pizza. It has to be a certain kind of pizza, preferably ham and pineapple. But, yes, it goes on pizza. I wholeheartedly agree. I yeah. am the biggest what? pineapple on pizza <laughs> no. stare. Yep. No. It's like my favourite fruit. How <laughs> have I ended up left out of this? Mm. Two I out of three. You. I thought it was like a national agreement that would pineapple went in the bin. Yeah, according no. to you. According to everyone. Do you remember our first day at work and they that we had the chefs yes. come out and they were like – do we put pineapple on pizza? And half the half the room was like yes, half the room was no, and half and the chefs just went no. The answer is no. If you ask me for pineapple, you are fired. Yeah, but they're Italian chefs, and they don't make ham and pineapple pizza. I don't even know I'm, if he's Italian. I'm pretty sure like ham and pineapple on pizza is an American thing. Probably. So just again, Americans are ruining everything. I love Americans, but that's that's fine. <laughs> pineapple, it's a fruit. Yeah. It's great. Tomato is a fruit. All right. Well, here's another here's another <laughs> argument then because we had this argument yesterday. So mm-hmm. I'd like to know your opinion while we're on the topic of pizza and then we'll wrap this shit up. But Fire away. Is margarita a valid pizza or is it just a waste of time? Holy shit. What's on a margarita pizza again? Tomato cheese. and cheese. Tomato and basil. But not even like real tomato. It's like tomato sure, paste and cheese. Let her, have it. Let her have an opinion. Look, a pizza... What what okay we're gonna what get constitutes a pizza? What constitutes a pizza? Like, I mean, at the end of the day, if it is a base and there are toppings on it, it can be whatever the fuck you Would want. Would you order a margarita pizza? I have in front of you many. I was going to say we've shared margarita pizza, so I already know your answer to this question. I'm basically just trying to make Steph. We look mostly like an idiot. we mostly ordered it because it was the cheapest option on the menu. And, and I'm mean. gluten free, so everything gets expensive. Like yeah. I wouldn't spend the money on. A margarita pizza. I would make one at home because cheese is great, but I wouldn't spend the money on it. But it was very funny to see your reaction yesterday when we couldn't decide which pizza. And I was like, well, like, why don't we just go margarita? It's easy. Everyone likes margarita. And she was like, oh. I was like, look, I'll eat it. She was like, well, like we could not. Um, there's other options, you know. That was our go-to <laughs> yeah. when we were working together. We were like, let's just go margarita. Halfy, like, halfy yep. margarita. With the done. halloumi. Halloumi bites. Oh, I I'm never going to be her. Stop trying to no, replace no, her. No, no, I'm not trying to replace her, but I introduced her to halloumi and it was the best day of Amazing. my life. And she has. It's the best day of mine too. Yeah, but you <laughs> hated me for so long. You were like, I can't believe you gave My waistband still hates you too. Yeah, that's all right. We'll work on that. Deep fried halloumi. Yes, mm-hmm. it was brilliant. 
life-changing <laughs> anyway All next right. week on cheeses yeah. <laughs> next week we're going to do a whole episode on cheese Ooh, call me in for that one <laughs> as Ooh, long as there's saucy. yeah as long as there's samples um we'll all be here i'm really hungry i have yeah i know since, like, i'm hungry too on that up. note since we're all hungry shall we wrap it up we shall we shall uh that was yet another episode of okay but seriously we had the wonderful brook here with us this afternoon Evening, Who afternoon. Who knows what time of breakfast. day it is anymore. I don't know. Dinner's better anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, We will be back, obviously, next week again on Sunday night with another episode. Um, but while we're at it, just follow our socials. So uh, at OK But Seriously Podcast on Instagram. You can chuck me or Steph a follow if you want. Um, and Brooke, do you want to plug yourself? Get some mad followers out there, bro. Yeah, follow me. Brooke. Well, it's Brooke Seychelle. Seychelle with an E. So on the end, that. that is. It doesn't start with an E no, it's for anyone who can't figure We'll it. link her to the podcast. We'll link everything yep. in there. It's link fine. Me. We'll link everything and we'll be back in your ears before you know it. See you next time, guys. Bye.